Welcome to Spring Lake Stories, the podcast that takes you on a journey through the heart of one small school district with one enormous impact. Join us as we uncover the tales of triumph, resilience, and community that make Spring Lake Public Schools truly extraordinary. Get ready to be inspired by the stories that prove size is no match for the power within this school district. Welcome to a special episode, our first, of Spring Lake Stories. Today, we bring you a remarkable story of resilience, compassion, and unwavering dedication. Meet Katie Bader, a teacher like no other. Not only did she graduate from the very school she now teaches, but she's also a survivor of a family tragedy that tested her strength during her college years. That's not all. Katie is a loving mother to a son with a rare genetic defect demonstrating her incredible ability to navigate life's challenges with grace and determination. Join us as we delve into the life of one of our most beloved teachers, whose story will undoubtedly inspire and move you. That's right, in like, trouble. For, for what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I am meeting with Dave Tooney. For what? Podcast. Oh, Bader's famous. Bader, big I'm deal. Like, Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry that your uh, colleagues were giving you, uh, they were joking with you. For... They always do. <laughs> Good. The, the intermediate is a great place to be. Is it for oh. for that reason oh, and others yeah. too? And... Yeah, it's literally like a family, like a dysfunctional family. <laughs> you know what I mean? We love each other, we tease each other. Not dysfunctional, maybe just like brothers and sisters. Yeah, I love it's it. awesome. What a great yeah. space! How, what is. do you think even like creates that? That I wasn't even. We're gonna start in a different place, but yeah. what do you even you know what I think, think makes that makes it feel? so special? Is we are one hallway. Hmm. We're one long hallway. So mm-hmm. we see each other every morning and passing time. We it's almost like we all share kids in the same hallway. We're hmm. all right there all the time. Yeah. You know, there's not even going around the corner to find a different classroom. We're all right there. Right. So right. I think that's what makes it so, so like a, unique. Uh-huh. A small enough building or a small yeah, enough absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's 400 kids or just under yeah. 400 kids, but it doesn't feel that way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because you fit in that one, one long yes. hallway. It's a long yes, hallway, it but, is. It's, but it fits yeah. all those kids. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Does. Okay. We'll come back to okay. school stuff later, that but I, I thought we'd start with our own personal history. Yeah. Actually, it was funny. We were just talking to, to Kate outside who's like, oh, we have personal history. You, you are oh a gosh. Laker. I am. I mean, so you have histories with lots of people. I do. And I feel like, so I went to Holmes Elementary. I lived right across from the school. So I walked to school every morning. Amazing. Um, I have a huge family. So everybody, it's like you feel like you're related to everybody in town. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I went here K-12 and... I okay. still have teachers that are teaching. There's a few left. And Is that right? Pretty, yeah, it's pretty amazing to to still see them and then to be a colleague with them is just crazy. So going yeah. on about, let's see. So I just had my 47th birthday, and I think I met you when I was 19, <laughs> you know, 18 or 19 or maybe, well, younger. Before. King and I. It would have been the king and I. Yeah, I was Holy one of your children. You were, <laughs> you were the king. <laughs> <laughs> the king and Holy I. Cow. Oh so my my, my theater kind of career at Spring Lake or whatever started when I was in fourth grade. So That's I was right. in South Pacific, and oh. then the king and I was fifth grade. 
What? So I was lucky to like get these roles when they needed an elementary student is wow. kind of where it all got started for me. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. That cool? Yeah. And then already yeah. then by like, so what I was imagining, that that came just came back to me as I we said the words. I'm like, wait, yeah, that was the king and I yeah. before. And then even actually a year before that mm-hmm. was South Pacific. And so um, what I was talking about was already in this summer program. I just didn't want a job. I didn't want a job. Right. So I created a job that yeah. sounded more fun. You yeah. Know? So I did this like summer theater thing with Alyssa Mercurio. But you know what? Uh-huh. Even before that, you were my acting coach. Jeez. Do you remember at Central Park? Central Park. I told yes. you. Oh yes. You gosh, like had a college job or something where yes. you were doing acting lessons. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, I don't know how we found out about it, but my mom's like, we'll sign you up one-on-one with Dave Tooney. Oh, I'm like, what? Wow, and we used sweet. to like go do improv. and. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. I love it. I oh, was thinking gosh. last night, I was thinking, when did Dave and I first really connect? And it was when I was really young. Really young. I mean, I was little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I'm 41. Wow. So, yeah. Incredible. So crazy? six. Yeah, I got six yeah. years on. Yeah. And but so you graduated then in 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah. 2000. Okay. Yeah. But right. you did the summer theater. You started the summer theater program. Right. Which yes. then you carried the torch on yes. that for many years. All the um, way through college, like high school through college. Wow. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Like seven, eight years. In a way, it's too much for a young person to it do. so much responsibility. <laughs> like who left me in charge at 15 of like 70 kids? Who thought that was okay? It worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked great. It worked yeah. great. And what an yeah. experience for you. It was you. so fun. That I was mean, my life. Were you were you hope oh, were you wanting to be an actress at that point in your life? Like in high school, was that the Yeah, I kind of so musical theater was one area that I was really interested in, or social worker teaching. So it was like okay. those were my big three. Okay. And I applied to Western and I auditioned for their musical theater program. And I didn't get in. Tough program. It was I mean, a, tough it is program. a tough program. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know what? I was pretty good in mm-hmm. Spring Lake. Very and good. Now in I'm in the real world yeah. with like yeah. really, really talented people. Yeah. And I thought at that moment, well, I could audition again. I could try this again. But I know I want to go into education somehow. So, eh, let's just move forward with it. Okay. So I ended up studying elementary education and I have a minor in creative arts. So oh, that cool. was cool. To oh, be able to yeah to integrate that yeah okay yeah. I got it so yeah. and you were I mean just to kind of finish up the the theater part you yeah. were like you were a major player in the school's musicals it for, was throughout your whole life. high school it oh yeah absolutely yeah and that was yeah. all four years were all four years Annie Prusky mm-hmm. or yes Hebel he- he- and then Prusky and then Prusky okay. uh-huh. yes cool and I you know I had her for like drama, advanced drama, yeah. and then what they call it a sharp, I think when we we're in high school or something, where oh, you yeah. could like be a teacher's helper. Yes. So yes. I took every drama class I could possibly take with her. Okay. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And then more, where and you more. just assisted her and Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So she was hugely influential. Hugely influential. And in fact, I saw her at a teaching conference maybe 10 years ago. She's teaching at Forest Hills and doing, it might be Forest Hills Northern? Yeah, I can't remember. I know somewhere I've in that area. Run into it, yes. And she was doing yes. musical theater at the yeah. time, like ten years ago. So yeah. it was super cool to see her. Yeah. And awesome. my mom and grandma did daycare while I was growing up, and they actually took care of her kids too. Wow. So like, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. Okay. So I mean, 
All right, so you graduate in 2000, mm -hmm. and then you head to Western. Went to Western. And, and at that point, it was like, okay, I, I'm thinking education. I, I want to keep creativity in my life, yep. but, you know, yep. it's that. And your maiden name is Christensen, yes. right? And so I am going to ask you, and this yeah. is one of those things that, yeah. like, if you don't want to talk about it, then we don't have yeah. to, and that's okay. But you have a brother, had I a brother. do. Yes. Yes. And so so um, when w I don't remember when that was, so that tragedy was. at the end of my freshman year at Western, um, I came home in, what, April when school was out, yeah. and my brother, who graduated from 98 in yeah. Spring Lake and was... Huge baseball player, football player, you know, homecoming king, good looking, like we were all teammates. the things. We were teammates. Yeah, we were yeah. teammates, of course. Yeah. So yeah. he um, moved out to Montana, mm. wanted to eventually go to college out there and get into like, you know, DNR type work. Mm. Um, so I came home from school and he moved and 12 days later he took his life. So that was yeah. that the world, you know shattered yeah. my world shifted yeah of course um and at that time i was 18 and he was 21 huh. so that was at the end of my freshman year wow. and then it was like all right what do i do do i go back do i stay here with my parents you know i have a younger sister emily who's four years younger than i am so and she's I, 14 mm -hmm. holy smoke. yep mm -hmm. she was mm -hmm. i think a freshman mm -hmm. in high school mm -hmm. and that summer it was like nope i'm you know I've got to keep plugging away and moving forward. I know what I want to do. Um, but that completely changed every single part of who I am. Mm. Um, you know, like I said, we have a huge family. Everybody mm. lives in this area. Mm -hmm. um, and the, it that, you know, his loss impacted not just our family, but this entire community. Mm -hmm. It did. Um, it was huge. And, you know, we didn't talk about bipolar disorder or depression mm -hmm. or, you know, suicide rate at that time, you know, 20 mm -hmm. some years ago, we just didn't really think about it. We didn't really talk about it. Like we talk about mental health now. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, looking back, there are so many signs, you know, the pressures of a young person mm -hmm. and the struggles to be competitive and, you know, compete in this world and to continue to be somebody. Mm -hmm. When you grow up in this community and you're surrounded by you know, the loving arms of the district and your family and everybody, and then you go out in the real world and it's hard. Hard. You yeah. know, it is hard. There are lots of, I mean, I don't know that this is your brother's experience, yeah. but there are lots of you. I mean, there are lots of people right. like you. Right. And, but then I, you throw um, having some kind of mental health yeah. issue into yeah. the mix. And yeah. yeah, it was tough. So how, I mean... That, that decision that then in the fall, that the sophomore year that yeah. you're going to go back because yeah. not going back means it means you've stopped. You know what? You, like, how did you yeah, get to that? I think my mom and dad, too, were okay. like, oh, no, you're going back okay. to school. Like, we we are fine here. We okay. will be okay. You are going back. Because I, I grew up really fast. At 18, I went from an 18-year-old to, like, feeling like I needed to take care of my parents and my sister, sister. and my grandparents mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. keep everybody together and, and keep everything afloat. Because yeah. my parents were, whew, that was oh, bad. Yeah. That was really bad. But yeah. they really didn't give me an option. They were like, okay. you are going back to school. Looking back at that, um, you know, are you, I mean, are you? did it play out how it 
should have played out. It did. Like, in it this did. regard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, when I went back that following fall, I lived in an apartment mm-hmm. with two girls that I grew up with, and they just kind of helped to carry me through that year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then that was crazy because I went back in the fall, then it was 9-11. So that happened the start of my sophomore year. Uh, interesting. And then, so not only had my world changed, yeah. then the world changed. Whoa. And then it was like the shift changed for your motivation and community and being together. And you just hmm. kept plugging forward together. Yeah. Okay. I guess. That's I would interesting. Say. Yeah. That's an interesting where you're like, where you're like between, between your brother, your very personal mm-hmm. experience, and then this global experience, yeah. you're like, your response is more community. It was. T- tighten up with people. It really was. Okay, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it really was. For every kind of tragedy or tragic situation I feel like I've had in my life where you could, I could go into a shell, mm-hmm. somehow my mind and my body has reacted the opposite. Mm. And instead, it's like, talk about it, grow, learn, teach others. And I just, it's I, it's just in my makeup. I don't know another way to do it. Incredible. Um, I mean, I, 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 from parents, you think? From theater? It's from, gotta be. I from, mean, who, who knows? My mom you know, and where dad you just like are, be with other people or yeah, be with or I don't know. Our family, just like the core yeah, of our family, family mm-hmm. that's where it comes from. Yeah, and great. my mom and dad are incredible people and my dad is a very positive person like he and my mom is too but my dad was always that um nope we move forward and we're positive and you know that whole look on the bright side of things and it could be worse wow and so that really you know the other thing let me let me back up a second is immediately after that happened that summer with my brother we got into counseling and family counseling immediately through hospice And continued that for almost three years. Wow. And that was hugely important for us. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like we were navigating it alone. Mm -hmm. You know, we had our church that we were part of at St. Mary's and Mm -hmm. Father Tony at the time. Mm -hmm. And then a hospice counselor that came and met with our family weekly and then every other week and continued this for years. So, you know, when you go through something, (laughs) there's people out there that do know how to help you cope. Yeah. And we took hold of that. We took advantage of that. Yeah. And that helped. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, yeah. Um, you know, like, like most of our community knows the bit, the, 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 the shallow end of Billy's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just don't know the, the impact, the ramifications, but also like the power within a person, mm-hmm. like within your parents. It yeah. sounds like they were in, in, incredible they are incredible they are and you know i being a mother now Mm -hmm. i go how did how'd they get out of bed how did they Mm -hmm. breathe how did they continue to move forward and you know we talk about it all the time we're very open family um and you know my mom and dad both say like we had you and emily we had to we didn't have another choice yeah and we had a lot of little cousins so Mm -hmm. I had all these cousins looking up to me. You know, my my mom and dad just felt like we got to keep the whole family mm. moving forward. It wasn't easy. I mean, those were not easy years. No. It's, no, it's not as sunny as I'm making it sound. No. It was hard. Well, but time has passed, which I know doesn't, right. doesn't also heal. I mean, right. yeah, but I hope I'm being clear enough, like, 
yeah, so here we are, what then, 20, this is now 20 years, years. 22 mm-hmm. years later. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, to have yeah. you have still, it, even now, even today, it has to have been just monumental in the way you view the world, I guess. It is. About, you know, yeah. I can remember, th- this is a weird thought, but I can remember when 9-11 happened and we were all, you know, questioning the world. And I can remember saying to my mom, I'm so glad Bill isn't here to deal with this because mm. he didn't die having any of this hate that the rest of the world has right now. Mm-hmm. You know, when people mm-hmm. were stereotyping so mm-hmm. bad and... Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought he he didn't experience this after nine eleven. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, what he's, his, mm. Yeah, he just experienced life before that, and mm-hmm. we had a great life. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we did. So I don't yeah, even remember you. what you said, no, but that's no, what perfect. what I, just, I was thinking just about. Such a big, uh, such a yeah, such yeah. a big moment. Well, you and know? it's such mm-hmm. it's such a huge part of my life that there's so many people that don't know that other side of my life mm-hmm. but people that have been here a long time yeah. do you know like i see bill core and i'm like yeah. he knows me you know or yeah. you know just people that you he knows my story he knows where yeah. i where i come from you know we've got out at the baseball field there's a stone that says yeah. in memory of billy christensen and people might be like what who's this kid and you know uh, yeah. he was someone yeah for sure <laughs> yeah for sure. he was I, I, yeah yeah for sure the people who've been here a long time uh, know the Christians. They do. <laughs> they so, do. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a good name. Yeah, it's a, good name. It's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so okay, you go back to uh, to back to school. Yeah. Of course, life personally changed. Life globally changed, but you are steadfast in education. Your goal. Yeah. Of yep. becoming a teacher. Becoming a teacher. And did you have teachers in this big Christians and family? Like why, you why know, how did you? On my dad's side, so my dad's brother and sister are both teachers, but I became a teacher because of the influencers I had here. Mm, I yeah. had Kathy Britton, yeah. Kathy Urka, when she was like 21, when she just got hired Amazing. her first year. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, I want to be just like her. Who I doesn't? just want to be just like her. I mean, she's still exactly. a great she model still of does that a human. To people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I just had such excellent teachers going through and then so many little cousins and we all had daycare together. So after school, I would go and play school and those, my poor cousins were the my students, like yeah, I yeah. put them but, through yeah, years of, of torture yeah. in grandma's basement in my little classroom. And yeah. I just always knew I wanted to do something yeah. in education. Awesome. Yeah. And then did that, was that a smooth process from beginning to end? Like was it? It really was. Go through West Michigan, your yep. West Michigan uh, Bronco uh, graduate yep, as well? Yep, I went to long? Western okay. and it was a five-year program. Okay. And I was lucky enough to move home my senior year and do my student teaching here at Spring Lake. Awesome. So with Patty Keller. Oh, She may have written a little letter saying like, you know, it would be great to have Katie in my classroom and here's our connection. And, you know, you weren't really supposed to do that. But I thought, why wouldn't I want to go home where I want to end up moving anyway and just had a phenomenal experience. That was great. Ben Lukowski was the principal. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. he was a young principal at the time. and. Um, then after my student teaching, I, there were no jobs at that time open in Spring Lake and yeah. I was waiting, but a job opened at West Michigan Academy of okay. Arts and Academics okay. right in town. In town. And yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And there was a, 
third grade position. Yeah. And I ended up getting hired for that. Okay. And then the principal or the director called and said, we actually have it switched to sixth grade. Would you like that position? And I thought... This is like my dream. Yeah, sixth grade. Oh, that was the preferred yes. age. Just oh, little, absolutely. Okay. Upper Tell elementary. Me about that. I'm like, why, yeah. Why, why that? I don't know. The little ones make me nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 you know, some people say, like, oh, middle schoolers. They're the, you know, that's such a tough age. And I think little kids, man, that's, that scares me. I would much rather I... be with the upper grades. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. So I got hired there okay. and taught there for seven years. You were there for seven I years. I was, okay. and I loved it. It was wonderful. No, in those seven years, there had to be openings here at, at Spring Lake there, Public. Did there you... were a couple. I applied once okay. and didn't get the job. Okay. And, you know, I was pretty bummed out, but I still, in my heart at that time, loved what I was doing at the academy. Good. And I was involved in theater and yeah. making some changes in the school there and just really felt like I was kind of making a name for myself as a teacher, Mm -hmm. Um, loved the community there. And then all, I can't, uh, I think it was 2012, I was starting to get kind of that itch, like, all right, I might be ready for something different. I think I'm looking for a change. And um, Caroline Highhill had switched from the academy. She got hired at Jeffers. Oh, okay. And we're good friends. And she talked to me a lot about, you know, just the differences in, in, you know, the charter versus the traditional public and kind of helped to coach me through some tough decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, do I want to start applying elsewhere? Do I want to stay? I don't know. Right. And um, some fifth and sixth grade positions opened here at the intermediate. And I thought, I am ready to fight like heck to get a job like it's time to go home now. yeah okay cool and that was really really exciting great so, and so yeah. so that what did you feel like what was something different in your preparation it sounded like you were you know, intent on finally like, this is... when i interviewed i knew what i was talking about i had seven years uh, of teaching sixth grade under my belt okay so i could speak to what readers workshop looked like in my classroom or classroom management or situations with parents, I wasn't such a, a rookie, yeah, you know? Yeah, and, for sure. And so I knew I could go in with confidence that I can manage a classroom and yep. do it pretty well. And I just really wanted it. And I just didn't see another option. It was like, nope, this is the next step. And I'm going to work really hard. And and it worked out. And it worked out. <laughs> it worked and, out, and, yeah. And so how many years, so how long have you been at Spring Lake? So Public this is family? 11. This is your 11. Yep. So you're in yep. your 17th 18th or 18th. Year. This is the yeah. 18th Teaching year. sixth grade. Teaching sixth which grade. Which is, yeah, wild. And I feel like every year I just learn more and more and more. But, you know, the kids change, times change, technology changes, yeah. parenting changes. Yeah, yeah. It's way different than it was 18 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, do, do you think, like, I am curious, actually, about different for the better. I'm curious about your, your, you're a veteran teacher, I mm-hmm. would say, right? I mean, you put in 18 years. I think that, that you <laughs> yeah. know, I don't know what, cre- what yeah. is veteranship, but right. you've had experience. Right. So, I mean, what do you think are the, like, for you? What are the cornerstones of your classroom? Like, if I'm, if, if I'm teaching well, mm-hmm. this is what's at the, the center of it or at the core of it or something? I think for me, the biggest thing is that my kids, and I will call my students my kids mm-hmm. always because mm-hmm. they just become your kids, they feel safe and that they're in a place that they can learn and 
ask me questions when they don't understand. Um, I try to teach them to reach out to others if they don't understand. Like I really want kids to be able to be vulnerable with me so I can meet them where they're at and then help to help them to grow. Mm-hmm. So like just that classroom community and um, those connections with kids and families, like that's the most important thing for me. Okay. Um, because without that, how am I going to get through to yeah. the kids? You know, yeah. if they don't feel safe and comfortable to learn. Um, you know, we were just talking about reading a couple weeks ago in their reading life. And I, I shared the different stages of me being a reader. I love to read now as an adult. Yeah. But in middle school, I hated it. I thought it was yeah. awful because I was forced to do <laughs> uh-huh. it. And so uh-huh. I try to share those experiences with the kids. Like, I've been in your shoes before. Yeah. You know, and really kind of, you know, try to be on the same page as them. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. Well, it does. Uh, well, it does. It's about community part. first. Okay. So I have, that's what I hear mm-hmm. for sure from you. But mm-hmm. then, but then I want to ask like, cause I, I could imagine somebody listening to this, a new teacher saying, mm-hmm. say, well, that's what I want too, but right. what do I literally do to, to make that happen? That? Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things like when you, you know, start a new year this year. Yeah. You're so, like, okay, because every year you have to, as a teacher, right? You, yeah. You know, it doesn't, just, it's not automatic. Now, there is something nice that your name kind of carries over a little sure. bit to family. So there yeah. is some help that you yeah. get by your veteranship, but still every year yep. you have to start again. You know so, what? I think one of the biggest, um, I don't know, things, I don't know what the right word is, it'll come to me, but practices is I hold a weekly class meeting. And I think my former students will look back and say, oh my gosh, class meetings were my favorite. And it's once a week and it takes about 30 to 35 minutes. So that's out of instruction. Uh But what we learn about each other through that time is it's invaluable. Like, so I start with, with, um, you know, one or two questions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes every kid has to answer the question. Like this week it was, what's your favorite food for dinner? So everybody's able to answer the question. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I love ribs too. Or I love, you know, burgers on the grill or, you know, whatever it might be. And then the second question is usually something a little bit more thought provoking. You know, a simple one is like, what's one goal you have for yourself this week? Like that's a boring question, but you know, um, or, or if you had $100, how would you spend it? And then you hear the kids' answers, and it, it's remarkable. Some of them are like, I'm saving up for this, and it's going right in my bank. Or, you know, I'm going to donate it to this charity. Or kids are like, I'm going to the Dollar General and filling up 10 bags. Candy. You know, Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like, then, and then the third time around is kind of open share. So what would you do last weekend? What's going on this weekend? Or is there something in your life that you feel like – the class should know for the greater good. Mm -hmm. And we've had kids that have said things like, um, you know what, I have to get braces on Friday and I'm really nervous about it. And to an 11-year-old, that's a big deal. huge, Or, Or uh, my mom and dad just talked to us last night, they're going to be getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. And then as a class, we go, you know, how many kids have been in their shoes? And, you know, it's half the kids raise their hand. It's like, look at all these kids that you can talk to if you need them. Mm -hmm. Um... Kids have shared when grandparents have passed away, mm-hmm. and they just start crying. Mm-hmm. And the other kids are like, I get it. You know, my I lost my grandma. Or yeah. I lost my grandpa. And so it's that community that all of a sudden become, I learn more about them than I ever would, like, through their writing or through, 
you know, a quick morning check-in, I really learn who these kids are. Uh, and this is probably the, maybe the fourth year I've done this. Okay. Um, yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And you know what? It came from like a book. Like fun, fun. Oh, it's and very fun. Pow- and, kids, the, and powerful. It's both. And like it's, yeah. 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 Nothing is forced. It's no. just, yeah, I love it. And that. it came from a book. Yeah. Um, cool. A chapter book because of oh. Mr. Turrup. Okay. Which is a middle, like the kids love it at the middle grades. Okay. And they did a class meeting in there. And then years ago, it was like, why am I not doing a class meeting? Yeah. This teacher's genius. And the kids yeah. love him. Like, yeah. this is great. And every, you know, if I, if we get really busy and I'm like, guys, I don't know if we have time for the class meeting. I've learned, like, you make that time no matter what. Yeah. Um, John has come in for our class meetings, our, our principal. Um, if I'm out for some reason... And there's a sub. I'm like, you know what? You might want to hold a class meeting if I'm going to be gone a couple of days. Uh, so uh, it's just that that classroom community is huge. So, yeah, yeah. What a great but. And, it's simple. And that's one thing I want to want to get into with these conversations is, you, th- there's the philosophical or the the goal, but how do you create that goal? Right. So thanks for giving yeah. some teacher an idea who might be listening. It's so to this, simple because that's really it's just yeah. yeah, it's the little things. But it's slowing down enough to listen is what right. it sounds like to right. me. Like you're actually just like okay, I know I have a million things to do. Yes. But but if they trust me yep. and I trust them, yep, I can get to those things faster. This right? is more I, important. Yeah. Is more yeah. important, and I'd argue at least it's also good for getting those things done because they're going to then, when you ask for their attention, they'll give it to you right. faster. When you, it's like you'll be able to right. do the hard work better, faster, easier if mm-hmm. you've done, if you've, you've tended, if you built the relationships. Yeah. Yep. And so, yep. um, and so I know that that's that's really powerful. I know that you're a, a beloved teacher. So and, uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. you for teaching yeah. my kid too. Yes, although only that, for a little bit of time. Yeah, you guys took off to Europe for the rest of the year. <laughs> that <laughs> was, was amazing. Which was... Uh, Talk about yes. your teaching yeah, another was, podcast because, okay. oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's something yeah. else. But, and then, um, Katie, I, if you're open to it, I'd really love to hear your story of becoming a mother. Yeah. So you I would love to share have, that. You, so you talk for uh, hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know that you're uh, an expert actress from <laughs> your from your early days, and I know that currently you're an expert uh, teacher. Um, but I know also that you're an expert mother. So Ben, yeah, was born. Yes, yeah, so a couple of years ago or something. He's eight. How, how, he's eight. He's so eight. He's almost. He's nearing a decade. Yeah, he is amazing. So my husband's name is Ben. Is Ben, and mm-hmm. we've been married seventeen years. This. So you month. got married. Okay, yeah. Let's. So you got married right after we got engaged. Um, my first year of teaching. Okay. Yeah, we okay. met my senior year, seniorish year of college. Okay. Two thousand three. And we got married in 2006. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, we always thought, yeah, we both come from, you know, family so important. And I have a huge family and we probably want to have kids someday, but we were in no rush to have mm-hmm. kids. And then, you know, all nearing 10 years later, it was like, all right, are we going to, we're going to think about this or not? <laughs> and so we did and um, got pregnant with Benjamin and I had a very easy pregnancy. Okay. I mean, I felt fantastic and... Um, yeah, it just was like, wow, this is all going really smooth. And, yeah. um, you know, one interesting thing is 
I was nervous to be pregnant and to actually have a baby, like labor and delivery. Okay. Was mm. why I didn't want to do it for yeah. so long. I thought, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, the yeah. pain? Yes. It sounds yes. terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I always thought if cow. I have a baby, I want to deliver in Grand Rapids at Spectrum okay. because if something were to go wrong, yeah. I want to be right there. And it was like I had this premonition. I don't know. I was setting myself up for knowing that I was going to be in a good, safe place if there was an issue. Uh So Benjamin was born. My pregnancy was totally normal. Um, He was born a week early. My water broke at home. And it was Uh like all the things, pack the bags and, you know, and go. And um, I was in labor. It's like 18 hours total, you know, kind of start to finish. Mm -hmm. And... When he came out, he was really tiny, and we mm. knew that that I wasn't that he was little. Okay. And one of his lungs was collapsed, so they kind of he came out and he was kind of gray. Okay. And they put him on my chest for just a minute, and then they were like, "Dad, come with us," and they put him on the little machine and took him right over okay. to Helen DeVos, like within seconds. It felt like. So did did they know like was he not, knew none of this before none, he was born? Nothing, zero. I mean, and we born did, and ooh, there's yes, something's up. Yep, and okay. we did the um, whatever the test is. It wasn't the really invasive one, but the blood test or whatever, where you can see if there's any kind of mm-hmm. genetic abnormality, like mm-hmm. the big like Down syndrome or mm-hmm. the Bear syndromes, mm-hmm. and that was fine okay. like so nothing yeah nothing okay. was crazy okay um and he was in the hospital the first 10 days of his life mm-hmm. and he ended up his lung started working on his own and things were pretty good you know in that kind of area but yep. he didn't want to um he wouldn't latch he couldn't suck on the bottle yep. mm-hmm. so he ended up on a feeding tube and mm-hmm. little things started happening or like little questions started coming up over like this doesn't seem right or this doesn't seem right. But he didn't look different The okay. where you would go, oh, maybe this is the issue or this is the problem. Okay. Um, he did have a single palmar crease. So, you know, like this, the marks on your hand. Yeah. And that can be a sign of Down syndrome. Oh. But he didn't um, have any of the other markers. And then, so, you know, that whole night that somebody brought up, oh, he has this single palmar crease. Huh. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what does he have? Then literally his doctor comes in and goes, oh yeah, I have one too. 50% of the population can have the single. I'm like, what? Why did you even tell me this? (laughs) Right? Okay. Okay. Okay, So that was like a little tiny thing. And then the not, the not latching, the not sucking, he had a little tongue tie. And then I hear from my husband, Ben, who's like, I had a tongue tie when I was a kid and I'd have speech services, you know, through fourth grade. And I'm like, Okay, so this isn't a big deal. Right. All these things All these, have solutions or have... They do, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. So we were finally able to go home. He was off of the feeding tube. Okay. And we thought, okay, this is... Everything's going to be fine. And it was like we got home um, the be- very beginning of May 2015, and all hell broke loose. Okay. I mean, he didn't sleep. He... Mm. It took hours to give him a bottle, and that's too hard on the baby. You know, they have to get a certain amount yeah. within a certain amount of time. Mm. Um, mm. Went to the pediatrician and started kind of testing. Okay. All right, let's test for this. Let's test for this. So this is like within that. how many? Just so a this is months? within like two months. Okay, I would okay. say from May to August. So within those first four months. We had a ton of different genetic tests done, mm-hmm. but not the whole panel yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we started treating different symptoms that came up. And then he had like two surgeries that summer, Mm -hmm. really weird things. Um, Not weird. I shouldn't say weird, but like to us, they seem so abnormal. Like um, the tongue tie was one thing. And then... Sorry, you've said that a couple times. I don't think I know what that is. Like where this part of your tongue... Uh Uh-huh, yes. uh, What are the... I can't... It's called a frenulectomy or something. Okay. If anybody listening that's medical is out there, they're like, you totally slaughtered that. <laughs> but it's it's the too long. Like the, yeah, okay. like his tongue okay. wouldn't stick out like we could stick out our tongue okay. or raise up and down. So they have to clip that. Okay. Right okay. here to make your tongue start working better. Okay. So and they then, did that. Okay. And then he had um, hernia surgery and then undescended testicles and those little mm. pieces again mm. added up. We're starting to add up to like, what's the bigger picture? Yes. But we still can't find anything because right. he was tested for certain syndromes, um, all negative. And those tests took weeks to come back. I will tell you that I went from like the happiest pregnant woman to the lowest postpartum depression you can imagine. And yeah. it's important to say that because I'm such a positive person and always looking on the bright side. And I couldn't get out of it. And at that time, we were living with my mom and dad. We were building a house. So we were living with them, which was, again, like a God thing that we were with them. Mm -hmm. But I I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Benjamin wouldn't sleep. He would be up 21 hours a day. And that's not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we would share, like, I would take part of the night. My husband would take part of the night. My mom would take part of the night. And this just, we just rotated this cycle for months and months and months. Um, yeah, you're feeling depressed, oh, just so sad, bad. concerned, so sad. In, in their maybe anger at just... Yeah, I, I mean, I everybody's mean, I know, like, but... okay, here's Katie and Ben, who have this beautiful little boy, Benjamin, and why isn't she bringing him anywhere? Like, I, he would scream and yeah. cry in the car yeah. so hard oh, that I couldn't get from our house to my grandma's without me thinking something's wrong. I mean, he's just, it, it's just, and that's five minutes away. I mean, he could not, he just could, he, it was just awful. I don't know how else to say it. It was awful. awful. And, you know, people are like, oh, bring Benjamin to the park or we're going to the beach and bring the baby. We'll take care of him. It was like, I can't, I can't even get myself out of this house. No. Um, Hmm. So I did meet with my family doctor and was like, this is, uh, these feelings, like I can't get it together. I'm crying all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm angry. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm frustrated and met with my family doctor. She helped to get me on a great, a great path. Um, I needed anxiety medicine and still do. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've tried, you know, different things, but it's just like this low dose of anxiety medicine Mm -hmm. that I have to take in order to like see through the clouds with some of the stuff that's gone on with him. Yeah. Um, and I was a person who before like didn't even take an ibuprofen, you know, so then to hit that moment where you're like, I don't need, I can fix this. And I couldn't fix it. I need help help Mm -hmm. was huge. Yeah. And again, that's another thing. You got to that point. I had to. A lot of people don't though. So, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't, you know, we had this mental health crisis in our family and then here I am feeling depression for the first time ever, like immediately knew that I needed to talk to the doctor yeah. about it because yeah. it was not, it was not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that, so that was like month three okay. when he was three months old. Oh. And then I felt strong enough and just starting to learn about him more okay. that 
getting through was going to be okay after okay. that. And then I went back to school in September, so at like five months. Wow. And he still a, was a tough decision, easy decision. Oh, I was, Were you like, you know what? I was so ready to go, go back. I need something. I that, needed yeah. to do what I knew how to do. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to be a great mother yet or to take care of him. I didn't know what he needed. Yeah. Um, he wasn't hitting milestones. He wasn't rolling over. He wasn't sitting up. And I thought if I can get back to my classroom where I can do what I love and try to do it really well, yeah. that will give me that will fulfill this part of me that's missing right now. Yeah. Um, but I was exhausted. Yeah. Like coming and teaching on three hours of sleep or four hours of sleep, it's tough oh, night after night after night. And then year after year. So, you know, when Crazy. you have a child with special needs that cannot tell you what's wrong, that is the hardest part about yeah. it. It really yeah. is. He yeah. can't say, Mom, hey. my stomach hurts or my right. ear hurts. For people who don't know, Ben yes. is Ben is yes. nonverbal. He's, He's nonverbal. nonverbal. Okay, right? so, so and, and and he has a diagnosis. He how, does. How it's, long did so, he, did it take to get that? So we, when he was three. When he, I'm sorry, when he was about two and a half, we finally did the full family testing for genetic disorders. And we waited because we saw a geneticist when he was about five months old, six months old, who said, I don't see anything physically mm. that I can pinpoint right now. And this, mm. this geneticist is amazing. It's Dr. Caleb Bupp, and mm. he is at Helen DeVos. And okay. he's like on commercials for their, like, okay. you know, when they're doing something. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is unbelievable. But he said, I don't see anything right now. Let's just hold off and start treating the symptoms as they come along. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm concerned if you do the whole the whole sequencing, the whole mm-hmm. panel, yeah. that they could say, you know what, he's got this gene for cancer, but he never gets cancer his whole life, and you, you're worried he gets can- that yeah. he's going to have cancer. Right. Or he said, your insurance might not cover. Right. If we find something that's so rare, yeah. you might not get the coverage you're getting right now. So we said, okay, oh, we're just going to hold off. Oh. So we held off until he was two and a half because at two, one and a half, two, it's like it all blurs yeah, together. Yeah, of course. He, um, he was starting to not be able to swallow very well. Okay. And almost like this gagging, choking. Okay. And we had seen a neurologist and we had seen a neurosurgeon you know just to keep up with his development over the years and he had a ct scan at six months that's what it was six months his ct was normal a full year later at um, 18 months all of his all of the um, sutures in his head had closed okay so that caused him to like start gagging his brain didn't have any room to grow oh boy so I remember calling the neurosurgeon and saying, you know, you told me if we ever saw these symptoms to call you. And he's starting to gag, and I don't know what's going on. And it was in December, and it was snowing. Oh. And he said, how far are you from Helen DeVos? I said, we're 25 minutes. And he said, drive carefully. I'm going to stay here until you get here. Here's my cell phone oh. number. I want you to call me when you arrive. Oh. And the weather was awful. And I remember going to Ben Lewakowski and saying, I'm, I'm scared right now. And he said, do you want me to drive you? And I said, no, I'm good. I'm going to go home. Uh-huh. My mom and sister and I are going to go. You know, my, my husband will be there. Yeah. Um, and he waited for us. And they did They did an MRI and they wow. did a, um x-ray in his head. His skull had closed. And the inside of his skull, they said, looked like hammered copper. Like his brain was trying to 
grow oh. and there was no room for it. So within a year, all of this had happened. Oh. So yeah. five days later, he was in surgery and he had a craniostenosis done where they take bone out of okay. your head. Okay. And that's not an uncommon surgery, okay. I get. We learned. Okay. okay. Even though for us it was absolutely terrifying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was in the hospital. It was only like four days. He bounced back so fast. Wow. I mean, I thought, do I have to take three months off right. of work? Yeah. What What's going to happen? And within days, he was happy and smiling and oh. eating, and it, it was unbelievable. Oh. And his development just started to skyrocket because okay. his brain had room to grow okay. again. Yeah, wow. So Jeez. that so after that, his yeah. um, neurosurgeon said, "I've never ever seen a case like this. Okay, um, would you mind if we started kind of doing some research on Benjamin? And we would really like to write a research study on him. And yeah. Have you thought about getting the whole?" exome sequencing done we said now it's time to do let's it let's do that so we did okay. that winter okay um and the mutation so he has what you call kat6a syndrome okay and that's cat6a is what we call it okay and so the mutations on that gene okay. so like if you take the letters of the alphabet a to z you know one to 26 yep. and you take out like the letter k uh-huh that's all that's missing it's like wow. one little wow. tiny part of wow. his genetic makeup and um, once we learned, it was a new mutation in him. I didn't have it. Ben didn't have it. Yeah. Just a fluke thing. Uh, we found the Cat 6 community on okay. Facebook. Okay. And that's and... when life changed again and, like, got brighter and Oof. found all these families who had gone through all the same things that we had gone through. Oh, how powerful. Um, and still, I mean, it's just huge. So... I wasn't on Facebook at the time, and my friend set up a Facebook account for me. I'm like, I want it really private. I don't want anyone <laughs> yeah. to be able to find me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and started talking to other parents, oh, yeah, and just, you know, they yeah. were like, get this test and ask oh. your doctor this and make sure oh. you do this. And um, you know, the foundation started Huge. in 2017. Wow. So it was like we were really? one year after that. That's how Whoa. new and rare it is what he has. So at that time, there were maybe Whoa. just under 200 cases oh when he goodness. was three. I didn't even realize. And we're yeah. at like 350 cases globally right now. That's how small Holy it is. Smoke. Yeah, globally. Yeah. So So for people who don't know, yes. ben, the result of a Cat 6A mm-hmm. um, externally, mm-hmm. so like at school, is mm-hmm. that... He's nonverbal. He's nonverbal. And he's a uh, wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. He's not able to walk yet, but he's, I mean, he's making huge strides. Like he can walk now holding my hands where he oh. could not do that a couple of years ago. Great. Um, he He's smaller in stature. Yeah. Um, to us, he's getting so big and he looks so long, but he's really <laughs> tiny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, nonverbal. You know, I don't, I think he processes what we're saying, but even in his body language or any other type of signage to communicate with us is really challenging. Okay. Um, he's a happy kid. Mm-hmm. He loves lights and music and sound and loves to be wild. I yeah. mean, those, those types of things, like he's a normal 
type kid. But so you're reading that you're re- you're like um, he's communicating that through his body, through, through his, his face, face, through his face, yeah. and through his body, yep. or through his yep. yeah. Uh, um, how nice. It yeah, sounds. it it is, but it's. I mean, it's hard. Like yeah. most of the time, he's a happy kid. Yeah. Whenever he is unhappy, it is ninety nine point nine percent related to his stomach to okay. GI issues. Okay. And that's a really common feature of kids with cat six. Okay. Um, and we have been lucky enough to. We went to a conference two years ago in Baltimore mm-hmm. with almost two hundred other families. Okay. Like. The total of the conference was 200 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we met other families and we got to talk to doctors and researchers and, you know, got phone numbers of of a mom whose son is now 15 with Cat6 and she's uh-huh. a physician in New York and has gone through all of the GI stuff. And so if I have a question, it could be 2 in the morning, I can uh-huh. send her a message and she's like, do this, try this, don't do this, get them off of this, put them on this. I mean, it's just... The connection is unbelievable. It's amazing. We also got connected with a retired um, physician from Johns Hopkins who does research solely on kids with Cat 6A. And he's like the guru of Cat 6A. If you YouTube him, like (laughs) he's got tons of videos. But Uh he will personally email me back and forth. All Benjamin's labs go to him. Benjamin's um, pediatrician works directly with him, even though he's retired. Yeah. I mean, just this past summer, we last summer was wonderful, and I thought, oh, I can't wait for this summer. And honestly, it was like the summer from hell. Yeah. He ended up having just a ton of changes in his body, okay. a lot of GI issues, mm-hmm. and it was about six, seven weeks of not sleeping well and adjusting all of the supplements that he's on okay. to get him back to a really good routine and a good place. And... Dr. Kelly emailed me back and forth like mm. every other day mm. with wow. what to do. I mean, it was amazing. Wow. Wow. Amazing. How, so awesome that, that's that, how small that, yeah. our, our community yeah, is. Yeah, the community yes. is, but how yeah. awesome that, they, uh, that they're caring yeah. for each other and yeah. caring for you. Yeah, and, and I have to say that, so when Benjamin started school, he started at the Ottawa Area Center at okay. age three. Mm-hmm. They had the SXI program, mm-hmm. which is special ed severely impaired. Mm-hmm. And when I was teaching here... Um, my, well, maybe it was his second year at OAC, Dennis came down to my classroom and said, I'm not sure if you've heard, but there were three programs in the county that were SXI. Okay. Holland, Allendale, and then the Ottawa Area Center. Okay. I think those were the three. And he said, Holland is closing and Spring Lake is going to pick up the program. <laughs> and it'd be so cool if Benjamin could graduate being a Laker. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I never imagined that he'd be able to come to school here. Yeah. And Ugh. I mean, so at kindergarten at five, he became a Laker. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, Where you uh, graduated. <laughs> yeah. And the same elementary school I went same to. elementary school. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't know Benjamin well, but I do know he's a teacher in his own way. <laughs> Kids seem to yeah. really love him. I think he's teaching a lot of people. I think so, too. Um, and his classmates, I mean, everybody in that program, they we partner with Mike's classroom at Holmes and then Courtney's SXI classroom here mm-hmm. with our sixth grade team and mm-hmm. our intermediate school. And now there's partnerships all over the place, but... Um, I can have my toughest student who's been a bully or just kind of yeah, a jerk and yeah. say, 
hey, you want to go over and read to uh, Benjamin and his classmates? And they're like, yep. And they go over there and you just see a different side. Yeah. Like just the lessons that these kids teach with mm. empathy every day is it's mm. just indescribable. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, it's powerful. It's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, yeah. that part of your story. Yeah. Um, you just finished a, a big old walk. Oh, huge. So that had a I'm money, a little money behind it yeah, too. <laughs> I am a people ask me to do something. I'm like, yeah, sure. Great. And then I go home and go, Oh God, what did I get myself into? Why did I do this again? Yeah. Um, as you sound so, like all good teachers yeah, everywhere. Right? And yeah. Good, you know, yeah, I, we'll oh, do it. Absolutely. Um, so the foundation holds two big fundraisers every year. Um, one is called a catwalk and it's globally people in their communities host a little walk and mm-hmm. see how much money they can raise for the foundation. And then, there's always the year-end giving in December where we look to bigger donors and businesses. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, so we've participated a couple years. And last year they asked if I would help in a bigger role, okay. being the chair of the mm-hmm. catwalk. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that consumed a lot of my summer, too, helping sure. to organize the walks yeah. in other parts of the country. Um, with another mom, Amy from New York, whose okay. son's Will, who's eight with Cat Six A. Okay. She's a, a former teacher. Like, just awesome. it's yeah. so cool wow. to connect with these people. Yeah, of but course. Of course. Um, yeah, we put together a team again for Benjamin this year, and I think the first year we did it, we raised maybe eight thousand dollars, and then it was like fourteen thousand dollars, and we're just over twenty grand Amazing. this year. Bravo! It's just. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't even know words to describe the excitement because when I say that money goes back to the foundation, I can tell you the programming that it supports. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you the kid that you just bought a wheelchair for, you just mm-hmm. bought an iPad for, mm-hmm. or some other kind of adaptive equipment. Like mm-hmm. it literally goes back to these 350 children and research yeah. in our, you know, for our kids. Yeah. It's so small. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so that was that was a that was the most rewarding. That was a special special day. You've received was, you've received the support, and now you're certainly giving it to. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, which is which is that 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 sort of like beautiful human cycle of like I need help now, mm-hmm. and people will help, and but now I'm in a space where I can give it to, yeah. and it's, yeah. boy, if we can just like keep that, keep you know, it going. going, that sort of, because because you'll need it again, you'll need help again, and right. you, you know, this right. whole like, I, I need help, and now, I can, yeah. now I'm in a space I can give it, and now yeah. I need it again, and now I can give it again, yeah. And we were able to share our story, our Cat 6 kind of story mm-hmm. last year, um, okay. There was a grant that was written for a documentary to be made mm-hmm. uh, by a filmmaker in Austria, and okay. he came last fall okay. and filmed several families in the U.S., and Benjamin and I got to be filmed, oh, and cool. wow. I somehow got roped into doing the narrating for the documentary as well. And I here in your see. office, I did that last part of it. That's right. Yes. That's now I'm like, oh, I yes. know. <laughs> but, now, now I remember. But to, it, it's like 45 minutes long, and... Everybody that supported the walk last year on their email, when I sent them an email for this year, the documentary was linked to it. Mm-hmm. And I had so many people text or send me an email saying, I watched it. I watched it. I learned so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you can scroll through your phone for 45 minutes and all of a sudden the time has gone by. And 
I just kept telling people, just watch it. Just, yeah. you know, okay. yeah, you get great. our story, you get other people's stories and, and the researchers and the doctors are talking and it's just really cool to see all of the commonalities with these kids. Well, when we release this story, yes. this audio story, let's we'll make link sure it. we link yeah, that in. Yeah, for sure. Think, it's really yeah, we cool. we should, uh, we are educators yeah. after all. Let's, yeah. let's educate some yeah. people on it and yeah. go from there. For sure. Um, wow. Thank you mm. for sharing all of your story and for talking to me. And oh my you gosh, know, thank like, you. You know it's... I have, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, since you were a little kid, my child, since you were my child, I've cared about uh, you and about, uh, and then in the work you do, I mean, it's, you know, you just hear it, 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 it sort of um, comes off of you how much you love your job and how much you love Thanks. your children and your students and, uh, and Benjamin and your Thank family you. and all that. So it's, uh, you're a really good presence to be around it feels good to be around you so I have to say that I I became a different teacher after I had Benjamin though Mm -hmm. I did all of a sudden you know being in my 20s and married and Mm -hmm. no kids and doing whatever I wanted to do (laughs) it's really easy to judge other parents like why isn't this kid getting their homework done or why aren't they you know Uh And as soon as I became a mom, and then especially with the trials of Benjamin, mm-hmm. my level of respect for other parents and just what everybody goes through, no matter what your family looks like, you have your challenges. Of course. I became, I literally became a different teacher. I think my patience is so much more than it was 18 mm-hmm. years ago. And mm-hmm. um, some things that might seem really big to some people are a big problem don't feel big to me yeah. because I have other things in my life to compare that to. Yeah. And it helps me to just navigate things in, I think, a really calm way. Awesome. I try to. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. Um, thanks. So, Thank you. <laughs> so uh, we're going to end with a, th- with a question we've ended with since, uh, since I started talking to people. Okay. Uh, on, you know, officially, formally on a podcast, which is, it's a, it's a big question, but I love always love the answers, which is just if you have a piece of advice to give to people, what would that piece of advice be? Ooh, that's a good one. Don't, um, don't judge people before you really get to know where they're coming from. That whole pre-judging idea. Mm-hmm. And trust trust your teachers, trust your kids' teachers, because they really do love, they love what they do. And yeah. there's not one person in this district that isn't doing what they love and trying their best. Mm-hmm. So just kind of that whole, teachers have had kind of a hard rap these last few years. And just kind of put a little trust and faith back in education and your teachers and don't prejudge people. Give mm. them, give them, give them time. Yeah, awesome. I don't know if I, I said it. that well, but <laughs> I love it. It sounded good to me. Okay, uh, Katie, <laughs> Thank thanks for you. doing this. I appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. This was really cool. All right. All right.